This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. believing that there is no devil doesn't protect you from him. Do you know what I mean? He's out there. The Bible says he's relentless. He's prowling around, watching for easy targets, kind of like, you know, the proverbial thief of opportunity, just looking for an easy target, looking for somebody who's not paying attention. The enemy is always and always has been prowling around the earth, destroying lives and wreaking havoc. However, as Pastor Robert reminds us today, it may not always be in the forms we anticipate. Satan lurks close to home, using people against people, mind games, and anything he can think of to distract us from God's plan. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. We're concluding our studies of the book of 1 Peter. And um, as we do that, I think it's really important that we pay careful attention to Peter's final words. You know, he's concluding a letter. You know, he's kind of wrapping everything up in this letter, and, and I think it would be wise for us to take them to heart as God's, kind of God's last words to us. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And now he you know, sort of puts the conclusion on the letter, letting us know by Silvanus, our faithful brother, as I consider him, and in other words, that's who's actually putting pen to paper, if you will. By Sylvanus, our faithful brother, as I consider him, I've written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God in which you stand. She who is in Babylon, elect together with you, greets you, and so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to you all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we begin today with a warning, if you will, and then he concludes it, he ends it with a prayer. The, the warning is a reminder to us that you and I have spiritual opposition that we must never forget. 
An adversary who continually and relentlessly prowls about, watching for unsuspecting prey. It's not intended to frighten us or make us paranoid, you know, looking for demons behind every tree, under every rock. But it is intended by God to remind us of the spiritual reality in which we live. A reality which is filled with spiritual dangers of which we need to be aware you know, when I was a, a young boy growing up in central Georgia, we spent a lot of time wandering around in the woods. During the summertime, and on Saturdays especially, when I was a kid, we'd walk out the door and be gone all day. Um, just, you know, going fishing or whatever. But I, I spent the vast majority of my time walking through the woods, you know, into areas that were marshy, whatever. And Georgia has an abundance of poisonous snakes, especially in the southern part of the state. So my dad would always comment, and at the time I kind of found it, I don't know, a little bit silly, because the way my dad would, as I was going out the door, he'd always say, now don't step on a snake. As if I was intending to go out there looking for one to step on. You know, that's the way it always hit me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to step on a snake. If I can avoid it, I'm not going to step on a snake. But that was just his way of telling me, don't forget they're out there. Pay attention. Don't just go traipsing through the woods as if there's no danger. Because we had water moccasins and rattlesnakes and galore. You know, I mean, it was not uncommon. I remember one day hearing my next-door neighbor screaming in her carport. She had an open carport, not a garage. You know, the door didn't close. And she pulls in. It was just a single car, you know, carport on the end of her house. And she pulls into the the carport with groceries and steps out of the car. And there was a copperhead moccasin, which is less poisonous, but still poisonous. And it was a big one, you know, like five or six feet long. And it was curled up there right by her back door. So she did the natural thing. She started screaming. And one of the, there was still construction going on in the neighborhood, and one of the construction workers heard her screaming and came running across the road and, you know, came down into the garage to see what was going on, and, and he sees this big snake. So he grabs a, I don't know, a shovel or something. I, he, he grabbed something and was going to kill it, and the snake jumped at him. And he's spinning down the side of the car, because he had nowhere to go, spinning down the side of the car, and that snake's getting a little bit aggressive on him sort of reinforces the whole idea, don't step on a snake. That's what God is reminding us of here. You know, just don't get snake bit because he is out there. And whether or not you're aware of him, I started to say it's irrelevant, but it's not. It's not irrelevant. You know, pretending or believing that there is no devil doesn't protect you from him. Do you know what I mean? He's out there. The Bible says he's relentless. He's prowling around, watching for easy targets, kind of like, you know, the proverbial thief of opportunity, just looking for an easy target, looking for somebody that's not paying attention. But here's the thing. Most of us naturally think in those terms. We think in terms of physical dangers. You know, these days it's terrorism and that kind of thing that occupies our minds as we go out into the malls and the restaurants and, and even to church. 
But what about the spiritual minefields, which we wander into without paying much attention? You know, I wandered into a blue jean store in the mall a few months ago, and the sales lady almost immediately began to flirt with me. Now, I'm not a young puppy anymore, so that kind of surprised me. And initially, well, you know, wow, I still got it. (laughs) Of course, I realized pretty quickly that she's on commission. Now, that's a spiritual minefield. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing wicked about buying blue jeans. But the heart can be enticed in a wicked direction, even in a clothing store. Now, just so you know, my wife was only three steps behind me. You know, she's, and the fire in those blue Viking eyes kind of put out the flirting thing really quickly. It dampened thing. It was kind of funny to watch, actually. That lady was like, you know, eyes went up. The Lord doesn't want us caught off guard by the schemes of the serpent. So he reminds us that we need to remain alert. He says, be sober. Now, what it literally means is to avoid too much wine. That's what the word that he chose literally means. It means be sober, don't be drunk, don't drink too much. But it has a broader application than that. And we all kind of understand what he's, what he's saying. The idea here is stay awake, pay attention. Don't let anything dull your senses because your enemy never lets up. He's looking for a weakness. He's looking for a vulnerability. Be vigilant. Don't be complacent about spiritual matters. Don't let your guard down. I want to share four ways that I see Christians drop their guard and become victims to the schemes of the enemy. One common way that Christians grow complacent is in their own prayer life. Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If your personal prayer life is not consistent, you will grow cold and complacent toward the things of Christ. You'll find yourself feeling dead and indifferent. joining us today for this edition of Main Thing Radio. The name of our broadcast is Our Heart's Desire, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, 12.30, and then again at 7 p.m. Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
with a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 Peter. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com or send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 Peter and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.